Welcome to the Daily Devotion with Pastor Terry Reynolds. Today it's so good to be with you as we continue on in the Gospels. We're in Luke chapter 7. We just finished up the Sermon on the Mount and we were in Matthew for a few days. And now we're moving back to the Gospel of Luke as we're looking at the Gospels chronologically as we take a look at all four of them. Well, we're going to be taking a look at two stories here today. The first one is the story of the centurion, the Roman centurion and his faith. And the second one will look at Jesus raising a widow's son. You know, the centurion, of course, he was one who commanded a hundred men. He was recognized. He, he certainly recognized his unworthiness before Jesus. And, and he believed in him because Jesus commanded him uh, commended him for his faith. He had a great faith, this man. We can't come to God, really what we can pull from this. We can't come to God based on our worthiness because of what we have done. We must approach him like the centurion, really trusting in God, believing in God, really uh, on our unworthiness and put our faith in the worthiness of God and and just realizing that we need to be walking by faith and, and it's by grace and by grace alone that we're saved and it's not of ourselves. Like Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, it's a gift of God. So let's read the story here that we have. It says, Now we have concluded all the sayings in the hearing of the people. Of course, that was the Sermon on the Mount. He entered into Capernaum which is the best we could say was the headquarters for Jesus during his public ministry. It was in the northern part of the Sea of Galilee. He says, and he and a certain centurion servant who was a dear to him and was sick and ready to die. And when he heard about Jesus, he sent the elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying that the one on whom he should do this was deserving, for he loved the nation and he, and has built us a synagogue. And so they were saying, hey, this is a good man, this servant. He, he's been very, very faithful. In fact, he did such a great job, the elders were telling him, that they even built, he even built us a synagogue. And then Jesus went with them, and when he had already... Uh, hadn't gone very far from the house that the centurion sent friends to him saying to him lord do not trouble yourself for i'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof here this roman centurion we see such a characteristic of this leader this leader of a hundred men that he was a humble man there are those who like to teach that uh, leadership should be uh, of a man or of a woman who's got this self-confidence that's filled with pride and willing to challenge any obstacle that's set before them. But yet we see so often throughout the Bible, men and women who God was using were, were men who had a right relationship with God in, in that they were humble people. As they saw their life in the light of God, and, and he was humbled before the Lord, and he says, hey, don't you enter into my uh, my household. Don't come underneath my roof. Therefore, I did not even think myself worthy to come to you, but say that the say the word, and my servant will be healed. 
for I'm a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me. This is a satyrian speaking. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he, and he comes, and to my servants, do this, and he does, the, does it. He's not bragging. He's just stating, stating the fact of the position where that he is in, that position of authority. And when G- Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him and c- turned around to the crowd and, that were following him. And he said, I say unto you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. Isn't this an amazing statement about this Roman centurion? See, was it the fact that he had, they had constructed a synagogue or the great love for Israel that he had developed? But rather what Jesus was commending him was his faith in God. His faith in God that with, with God all things are possible. I think that's something that we can learn from, that, that we believe in the God of all possibility, even when circumstances seem so desperate, that when we allow God to work, he's able to work. And as we see here in the story, he says, and those who were sent returned into the house, found the servant well who, who had been sick. Jesus didn't even have to go there. And when they got back to the house, they must have been so filled with joy to see their requests answered, how their servant was well. And so now we're, of course, there in Capernaum, but as the story moves on to these other little cities around the the Sea of Galilee, we're introduced to this town of Nain. And now it happened the day after that he, Jesus, went into the city of Nain, and many of the disciples went with him, and a large, large crowd. And when he uh, came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And so we get the picture, a very tragic scene, a scene of a, a woman who had lost her husband, the provider, the, the guy that was probably taking care of her her whole life, her whole adult life through work and everything else. And, and she, so she probably rested in the strength of her son, and now her son is gone. How desperate and how tragedy, tra- tragic it is, as I'm tripping over my words here for a moment. But it really is tragic, the plight of the widows. In our society, they get forgotten about. And he says, and a large crowd from the city was with her. Otherwise, she must have had a lot of friends, a lot of people who cared about her. And when the Lord saw her, saw this widow lady, he, was, he had compassion on her and then said unto her, Do not weep. One thing that we see throughout the scriptures is the great compassion and the great love that God has for the widows. For God has for those who are in desperate strait, who are hurting. Society brushes them off, but not God. And certainly not as we see the life of Jesus. And one of the phrases that we see throughout, and especially in the Gospel of Mark, how Jesus was moved with compassion. The heart, the love of God flowing forth for his heart, from his heart for this woman. And the first thing he saw, and obviously she must have been 
truly weeping. Sorrow had filled her life. And Jesus said, weep not. Weep not because Jesus is here. The Messiah is here. The one that can change the situation from dark to light. I am here. And so he said to the woman, weep not. Then he came and touched the open coffin. Can you imagine? What a way to break up a, a funeral procession. <laughs> I, I Sometimes I laugh at this. When I see this picture, this, all these people going out and they're carrying the coffin out. And he came and he touched the open coffin and those who carried him stood still. I think they were shocked at that moment in time as they were mourning. And before you know it, their mourning turns into rejoicing. And he said, Jesus said, young man, I say to you, arise. And he who was dead sat up. And he began to speak, and, and he presented him to his mother. I think if I was one of the coffin bearers, if I was carrying at this time, and all of a sudden I saw this young man you know, sit up, I probably would have let go and dropped it and wanted to run from the, the area. But in reality, I think the whole crowd was stunned. They were probably stunned with a heart filled with emotion. And love and excitement. What is going on here? What What is this all about? He says, and then fear came upon all. And they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen among us, and God has visit, visited his people. Speaking, of course, of the prophecy concerning Jesus Christ. The word God here is Emmanuel. It can be used as Emmanuel, meaning God is with us. Right here in the midst, God is there with them, visiting the people. And the report of him went throughout all Judea and all the surrounding regions. Oh, my goodness. Somebody that was dead is now made alive. You know, the Bible looks at our lives apart from Christ, without the touch of Jesus as being dead in our sins. But with the touch of Jesus, our life can be and will be made alive. If today, if you find yourself without hope and dead in your sins, allow Jesus to touch you. Just say to Jesus, I'm willing to surrender my life to you. And I want to know the life that you have me, have for me in Jesus' name. And as you pray to the Lord, God will hear your prayers and he will answer your prayers and he will bless you. And so until next time, this is Pastor Terry. May God richly bless you. Thank you for taking part in today's program. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Again, that's terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Or you can write us at Agape Chapel, P.O. Box 4023. Huntington Beach, California, 92647. May God richly bless you.